Welcome to Restaurant Influencers presented by Entrepreneur. My name is Sean Walchef, founder of Cali BBQ and Cali BBQ Media. In life, in the restaurant business, and in the new creator economy, we learn through lessons and stories. I want to give a special shout out to Toast, our primary technology partner. We are filming today. This is a historic day for this show. We are filming at Toast headquarters in Boston. Uh, and we just finished up day one of the customer advisory board. And I have Sarah Finnegan of Edley's Restaurant Group, the chief of staff. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sean. It's good to be here. It's amazing to be in Toast headquarters with this show. Toast told me that they believe in storytelling, told me they believed in technology, told me that they could transform not only my restaurant, but 79,000 other restaurants that trust mm -hmm toast to help us with what we call digital hospitality. Sarah, for you, can you tell me where in the world is your favorite stadium, stage, or venue? Um, favorite stadium, stage, or venue? I haven't been there, but I want on my bucket list is to go to the Metropolitan Opera House in New York City. That's on my bucket list. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. I'm a big so opera fan. I'm a big opera fan as well. My grandfather uh, got me into opera. So we're going to go to the Metropolitan House. Okay. And we're going to convince Toast. So Toast puts on Spark events now. And these right. Spark events are these in real life events that mm -hmm. help restaurant owners get in front of other restaurant owners to learn about the problems that we have and the solutions that are available to us. Um, we're going to go to the Met. We're going to bring other people that are outside of cab, other people that listen to this show to that Met. And I'm going to put you just like an opera singer right in the front. And I'm going to say, Sarah, please tell us, give us in two minutes, the Edley's restaurant group story. So I was thinking about that, preparing for this. So the story begins back in 2016 when I first met Will Newman, who's the owner of Edley's. And we met to talk about me coming on board. And he asked me one question. He said, um, we talk about, at Edley's, we talk about our Southern soul, which is what makes us who we are. They had just opened their third restaurant. Uh, and he said, how do we grow? Because he had big plans even then. How do we grow and keep our Southern soul because a lot of people, particularly me coming from very corporate restaurants, large corporations, you know, you kind of have that mentality and he wanted to avoid that, right? So how do we grow to the size of a large corporation and not become a large corporation? And so we call that our Southern soul and it really comes down to the people, right? So. Each location has to have the right people in it. And even if you have a thousand locations, as long as each location has the right people and they're authentic about it, then you keep your soul. And then fast forward to this past November, uh, this shirt that I'm wearing is kind of a story. Uh, so we had just opened our third restaurant in 2016 when I came on board. This past November, we hit 20 million in revenue in November. Wow. Closed out the year with 22 million. A huge goal for us. We all got these shirts with our patches. We're going to get a patch every year with our new goal on it. And we've kept our Southern soul. Our Southern soul is more alive than ever before, even though we're getting ready to open our 11th restaurant in two weeks. Wow. 12 in November and more to come. It's because every restaurant has to have those people and has to have people that really buy in. So the people are much more important than even the food or the atmosphere or the drinks. You've got to have the right people. When we think of hospitality, we say that humans are the heart of hospitality. This is also a technology show and a storytelling mm -hmm. show. 
you can't have stories without humans and you can't have technology without humans. At least we hope not. Right. <laughs> Chief of staff mm -hmm. is a crucial position if you're talking about growth. Mm -hmm. How, what is your recipe? Um, so, you know, right now we, we are having a few growing pains because we have grown so much in the last couple of years. So we are trying to take all the things that we do as chief of staff. I wear a lot of different hats, you know, managing toast is one of them benefits, payroll, finance, all of that. So we're trying to kind of silo things. So as we grow, we can bring in somebody kind of take, they take the benefits management, they take the toast management, whatever it might be, but we kind of have to build out those processes and we're always looking for the right person. We're not going to just add people to our team unless they're the right person. You know, we grew our marketing team last year to four people, one to four in one year. Wow. And the fourth person was not intentional. It was because we found someone. We're like, she needs to be on our team. And so we hired her even though we didn't have a position. Yeah. That's the kind of owners we have. They invest in that. So it's more about finding the right people as we do that. And technology is a big part of it, right? We have, you know, as you grow, you have to have more technology partners. Yep. And you have to bring in more processes. So that's a big part of it as well. And Toast has been a big part of us being able to grow as we have. Was Toast originally with the restaurant when you, when you came on board? Not originally. We brought Toast on in 2018, I believe, was our first restaurant. And frankly, you know, when COVID hit and... 2020, you know, February 2020, we were poised for our biggest year ever, opening new restaurants, and then COVID hit, right? Yep. We did have Toast on board, and if we had not had the Toast online ordering, I don't think we would have made it. We would certainly not have made it as successfully as we had uh, now, and it really helped us because of the ease of the platform, because we were already using it. We didn't have to get up to speed and throw something together. Our customers were used to it. They could go on. I mean, it really helped us come through that and be even stronger than ever before. Have you ever served on a customer advisory board? I have not till this one, no. No, it's been a great thing. And, and part of the reason that I wanted to be on the cab at first was I wanted to learn about Toast. Yep. And the more I learned about Toast, the more I learned that the culture of Toast and the culture on Edley's Restaurant Group were very similar, even though we're very different sizes. Right. So Italy's restaurant group is a smaller group, but we're very authentic. The owners really want to hear exactly what's going on. Just like toast. They really want to know the real stuff. If there's something not working, they want to know so they can fix it. And it's very authentic. And I've really been able to kind of communicate that to my team by being on the customer advisory board, by meeting Chris and Amon and the whole team here. And you see how authentic they really are about it. And it reminds me of our team. Uh, and so I think we're a really good fit because of that. Why do you think you were selected for the customer advisory board? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe because, you know, I was vocal kind of when I needed things and talking to our sales rep at that time and asking for things. I have no idea beyond that. Where did you learn to be vocal? Because somebody that's chief of staff, mm -hmm. that's now essentially mm -hmm. the position of chief technology officer, even though I don't know if you have one or not, but no. the fact that you're here, you know, on behalf of your restaurant group, mm -hmm. having these important conversations with leadership mm -hmm. at Toast obviously means, you know, it's, it's funny thing about technology is we all think myself included, I host a show, mm -hmm. another show called digital hospitality. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about technology all the time to business owners, restaurant owners, and yet I don't know anything about technology. I'm just willing to ask a bunch of bad questions and eventually get in the right rooms and connect mm -hmm. the right dots. Where did you 
learn to have the confidence in not having confidence in technology? Um, I've always been the kind of person, if I don't know something, I don't like that feeling. So I go out and find out about it, right? So back in 2008, I was with another restaurant company. My position was a multi-unit, but it got eliminated, right? When the, um, with the uh, real estate fall. So I went into restaurants operations management, which I had done a lot of roles, but had not done that. I felt very out of my element. And so I made it a, a point to learn everything I could. I knew the front of the house from working in the front of the house. I didn't know the kitchen. So I learned everything I could about the kitchen and you know every detail. And so when the line needed help, they called me. They didn't call the kitchen manager, right? So I've always been that person. And if I don't know about it, I have to learn about it because I don't like feeling unsure of myself. So, you know, coming on board with either a Micros or Aloha company, I would go and I would learn everything I could about those. The same with Toast. Uh, I wanted to learn every little bit about it, and I wish I had even more time to do that um, because I want to know every facet of it, and I just have that curiosity. And how I have the confidence is really just because of the team that I have around me at Italy's Restaurant Group. You know, they empower me to have that. Um, it's very, you know, it's a, it's a culture where we can really speak up and be honest about things. And I've been encouraged to do that. And frankly, that was probably something I think I was told at a, one of my first reviews is that, you know, Will said, you have a lot of great ideas. I need you to speak up more. And so I really hmm. heard that. And so I started to do that. And so having that culture, having that family atmosphere uh, at work is really encouraging uh, for me to do that. Do you remember when you realized that your voice matters? Uh, I don't remember a specific time, but I do remember that feeling of being in a meeting with the owner of the company, the president of the company, you know, these people that, you know, previously in previous lives, I never would have been in the room with. Yeah. Right. And just knowing that I could say something dumb <laughs> and they wouldn't judge me for it. Yes. And being in a meeting where Will or Chris, our president, would say, I don't really understand that. Can you explain it to me? And them being humble about that. You know, I remember being at a meeting with a banker and they said something and Will kind of looked at me and goes, explain that to me. I don't understand it. Yeah. I would have been afraid to say that. I would have had to say, oh, yeah, of course I know what that means. But I feel empowered now to really say, you know, I don't know exactly what that terminology is. Can you explain that to me? And the same thing with toast, right? Instead of just assuming that I have to know everything and finding out on my own, I can go and ask someone, say, I don't mm -hmm. really understand what that is. What is that acronym? What does this do? What does that do? And being in cab is really empowering for that as well. Huge news, Toast, our primary technology partner at our barbecue restaurants in San Diego and the primary technology partner of so many of the guests that we have on this show have announced they are expanding their business offerings with Google. So now if you search on Google Maps and you sign up for Toast Tables or Toast Waitlist, you will have the opportunity to improve the digital hospitality experience of the guest, allow them to book through the maps into the Toast Reservation system. One of the biggest difficulties that restaurant guests have is when they search for your restaurant and they want a table, 
they do not have an easy solution to book a table or to get on a wait list. This is huge news for the restaurant industry, huge news for guests, and huge news for you, the restaurant owner. Check out Toast Tables today and find out the new integrated solution that they have. This is something that we've wanted for a long time. How do you integrate reservations, wait lists into your point of sale? Toast has done it. Check it out. For me, when I think back on the lessons my grandfather taught me was to stay curious, mm -hmm. to get involved, to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Asking for help was difficult for me. Mm -hmm. Like as an entrepreneur, it was very difficult for me as a business owner, as a man, not right. knowing, you know, like you said, acting, mm -hmm. having a question that most likely the rest of the room has, mm -hmm. but you go in with a perception that maybe I'm not supposed to be in this room, maybe I'm not right. supposed to ask this question. But when you get to the fact of, how do you simplify it? You know, I have a five-year-old son and one of the profound lessons is I need to, if I can't explain it to my son, <laughs> then what are we really talking right. about? And when we're talking about technology, so many of the times is we get lost in jargon, right? industry jargon, and it's our job to slow it down and to ask these questions. Do you remember, was this something that you learned early in life? Or was this something that you learned in your professional career? I think I learned it in my professional career. Yeah. I don't think I. I don't think I grew up that way. I Did you up, ask questions when you were when you were in class? Um, somewhat, but Did you not sit in the as front much. Of the class? Then I always sat in the front. I was very, you know, very studious. Always a good student. Wanted to learn, but you know, I I grew up at a time in school where girls really weren't encouraged to speak out that much. You know. Um, so I don't remember doing that in school as much, maybe in college more. Uh, but uh, as an adult in my professional career, I've learned that. And it's, it's taken a while to learn that and to be confident and to speak up. So for this show, for anybody that's new to this show, so much of what we do is, is story. It's telling the story mm -hmm. on the internet. People are really good, restaurant owners, mm -hmm. business owners. We're great at telling our story in real life or there would be no business. Right. You can convince another person of your crazy idea to open up a barbecue <laughs> restaurant or whatever your dream restaurant is. Mm -hmm. And you can convince someone to work for you and you can convince a customer to come in and buy from you. But when it comes to telling your story online, a lot of times all of us, myself included, we all struggle. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to me about the story of Edley's Barbecue? Share the, share the barbecue story with us. So, you know, Edley's, the name Edley's came about um, because of Will, his grandfather was named William Edley Newman. And when Will got out of college, um, he decided he wanted to open a restaurant. He went through some other businesses as well, but he decided that he wanted to name the business Edley's. And he and his wife were working on the business plan and they're being told, Edley's is a weird name. People aren't going to know what it is. You should call it Newman's because that's their last name. Now, like, no, Edley's means something to us, right? It means something. And still people mispronounce it. They'll say Edley's or what is that? It's a name that means something to them. And I think that set the tone for the business. It's really about honoring his grandfather, who was somebody very uh, devoted to his community. And that's a big part of, of Edley's giving back to the community. He learned about treating people the right way, and that's a big part, treating our employees, our team members the right way uh, as we go through and providing that great food and service. You know, that's kind of kind of an afterthought. You know, if you provide a great place for people to work, if you're part of the community, giving back to the community, people are gonna come to you, and they do, because we have great food and great service as well. But those, those three things all have to coexist, I think, and that's what's made Edley so successful is, 
the great product, the great people, and then giving back to the community. Tell um, me more about the community. So this past year, 2022, we created something that had long been a dream uh, of Will and Catherine, and that was the Edley's Foundation. Um, so we uh, are raising money through a portion of sales of certain particular items that we sell. Uh, we're going to do fundraisers as well, but we give back to local charities. Uh, we, some of our charities, you know, we give back to the Contributor Magazine, which helps get people out of homelessness. Uh, the Martha O'Brien Center, which has a lot of literacy programs, helping people that are disadvantaged. Uh, we're working with a, uh, an organization to help people that are working their path to citizenship and to help sponsor them. And in other events as well, but they're all local charities. We also created an uh, employee assistance fund. And we're asking our employees, too, to contribute to that. So you can contribute 50 cents a paycheck or $100 a paycheck, whatever you want. But that's going to roll up and be an emergency fund for our employees. So if somebody loses their house to a fire and they have no insurance or, you know, they have something catastrophic happen, they can apply for funds and it will assist uh, them with that. And that's really been a big part of this past year, kind of really getting to a point where we can kind of channel our growth. We've always mm -hmm. been a, a very... Um, charitable organization, but kind of funneling it where it can do the most good. Um, you know, we donate to numerous uh, events through the year, food and gift cards. Everybody does that. But this is a way to really make a difference in three or four different organizations in the community and give back. What do you think is the most challenging part of your job? Uh, the most challenging part of my job is really managing my time effectively. Uh, sometimes I'm just going from task to task that has to be done. Um, and there are times when I'd really like to be able to kind of step back and really think in a more broader terms or be able to really kind of create some kind of vision. And that's really challenging for me to find that time because uh, there's always a stack of things that have to be done on my desk. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's also challenging to try to hand things off to other people that I've kind of had ownership of. Uh, so that's very challenging as well. And that's where we're kind of in with some growing pains there and growing our team as well for that. What does it mean to be a woman in hospitality? Uh, that's a great question. Um, we've talked a lot about that in our, in our support center because we have had several women join us recently. Um, and it means something different. You know, I've had conversations with our male regional managers about interacting with female managers and they'll say, well, she, need, she needs to just speak up to her general manager. And I'm like, but that's different for you. Yeah. A man, they're, they're trained to do that. A woman is not trained to do that. You can't have the same expectation of her. She needs to be coached more. She needs to have some kind of development that's going to help her to do that because she's very new in the management role. Um, and so I think it's really important that women advocate for each other yeah. and support each other. And so we are actually working on creating a group within our company and then hopeful to expand to other small restaurant companies and just a women's support group. You know, there's a lot of groups out there, but sometimes you go into the larger groups and, and it doesn't really fit you. So we want to create our own group that's us, that we're able to kind of speak honestly and help each other and hold, hold each other up and to be a sounding board. Will this be an really in internal group? Or It'll an be internal to start. Yeah. And then we'd like to invite, there's other small restaurant groups that we kind of partner with on other things. We'd like to maybe invite some of their people because, you know, if you just have two or three people, that could be a little tough. 
But now we've gotten to a point where we have, you know, a female manager at almost every location. And we have, you know, I think five or six at our support center. So we've got a good group that we can kind of start getting together and creating that cohesion and creating that sounding board for each other. So one of the things that I love about your brand is the user-generated content on mm -hmm. TikTok and Instagram is phenomenal. Everybody that visits Nashville can't mm -hmm. stop raving about your barbecue. Tell me more. So we just had a comment that uh, I saw we, somebody posted on Slack, uh, one of our marketing team, and it said, "If for my last meal, I want it to be Edley's, right? If I'm going <laughs> to die tomorrow, I want my last meal to so be that's Edley's. That's a good review. You know, we just have a lot of raving fans, and it's... It's one of those things that it's really hard to pin down. Obviously, the food is great, but you know, everybody messes up sometimes, right? Uh, but we do make things from scratch, and we do really agonize over any little change in the food. Uh, you know, sourcing out the best brisket, the best pork. You know, trying to make sure that if we do make some change, is it really going to fit? You know, we do our use our desserts from a local bakery called Colts Chocolate. And a few years ago, we were looking. You know, these are really expensive desserts, right? Yeah. Uh, we were looking at changing to a cheaper supplier. And you sit down with the Colts uh, pecan pie and a generic pecan pie, and it's like there's no contest, yeah. right? You've got to go with what's better. And people appreciate that. Even if it's not conscious, it's subconscious. They appreciate that. You know, our buns come from a local bakery, right? We don't just get generic buns. So there's thought into every little detail. You know, our barbecue sauce is a proprietary recipe and Will created this recipe years ago, and he actually has the folded piece of paper in his wallet that's disintegrating no way. as we speak. And he's he would frame get, that. He wouldn't. He's got to frame that. I think his that. wife is going to frame it, or she maybe should, she already she get did. get that frame and get that but up before it's gone. He wouldn't tell anybody the recipe for yeah. a long time, uh, and you know he would go make it in a big batch, and you know then it would be there to use. And I think there was a story one time that he was at church. And they ran out of barbecue sauce, and they called him, and he had to rush from church to go make it because nobody else could make it, and he wouldn't wow. tell them how to make it. You know, there's a lot of stories about that. Catherine, his wife, of course, was a big part of the operations. She did payroll. She's in labor at the hospital with one of their sons and doing payroll as she's in labor Love because it. nobody That's else could do payroll, story. right? That's a restaurant exactly. story Exactly. Right so, I mean, it's just that kind of thing that really that they really built upon, and, and they're just, you know, they're just authentic people like that. Catherine has um, a lot of videos we're doing on her because she's yeah. cooking, right? So she takes, you know, leftover chicken or pork and shows you a recipe to make it home with it. So and this, it's at this, her is, house. this is on the website. Yeah. 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 And so this you're, is you're literally building in public. Exactly. This is something that we try to teach anybody that's following the show. Yeah. The reason why we have the guests that we have on is because they have the courage to share the secrets. She, you know, she is authentic out there. She's got the kids and the dog are underfoot. It's at their house. She messes up. They just go on with yep. it, right? She's not trying to be, you know, anything picture perfect. She's just trying to be a mom and showing you what to do when you get home and you want to make something quick for dinner. And it's just all part of the whole culture that, that is a part of Edley's and the, um, just the authentic um, love of people and community and food that kind of exists. So one of the most difficult things for hospitality professionals is that we spend so much time, especially as the chief of staff, taking care of your team, mm -hmm. taking care of the community, taking care of everybody else. Mm -hmm. Very rarely do you take care of yourself. <laughs> what advice do you have and what do you do to, to take care of you? 
Because this is, a, you know, it's a business that we don't want to mm -hmm. burn the candle on both ends. Yeah. You know, I've thought a lot about that, and I've been trying to work on that. Uh, and it's been somewhat successful, I guess, but we've had a lot of openings recently. Um, I have two fairly new grandchildren that I want to spend time with, my adult kids, I want to spend time with them. So I've been trying to carve out time when I have to do that. Uh, but it's difficult. It's difficult. And, you know, my kids made me promise, you know, you're going to leave the office by six every night. And I'm like, I try to do that. <laughs> I try to do that. Some days I don't. But what they don't know is I started going in earlier, right? So then I yes. can leave by six because they've got my location on their phone, right? They know if I've left or not. Um, so you do, you do uh, balance things. But I told my daughter, I was like, I love my job. So why do I have to turn it off at six o'clock if I love what I'm doing? Yeah. And so that's part of it. You do have to make time to relax and hang out with family. But when you love your job, you know, you want to work. You want to be there. Yeah. You know, with COVID, I could have worked remotely. I went into the office every day. Yeah. Because I felt like I was a part of something, you know, and I was in a separate office. So I was still able to quarantine. But Will was in the other office, you know, and the boys, he brought... He brought one of the boys to school to homeschool him every day, and they would be out out in the uh, other office doing uh, recess. And he would get on his Zoom meetings with his teammates. And they went down to the restaurant and said the pledge of allegiance to the flag every morning. And so you know, you just you know, as we were talking about COVID, I told him I said George and Bo, they're going to remember vastly different things about COVID because they got to have homeschool with mom and dad and have all these great memories. And as adults, we think about all the hardships, right? All the difficult things. They're going to think it was a great time because of that. So that's just, that's just the kind of company we are. And, and I do try to carve out time, but I love my job too. So it's not saying it's always easy, but it's satisfying. And what does it mean to you that they trust you to sit here when this interview for entrepreneur to send you to Boston, well, technically Toast <laughs> sent you to Boston, but they had to approve of it. I mean, wh what does it mean to you? Uh, it means a great deal to me because we're part of a family and it means that, that they do trust me to represent the brand, represent Edley's and, and because I love the brand. And uh, so it means a great deal to me. It's important for any founder that's mm -hmm. listening to understand that the more that we give other people in our organization a voice, and that's online and in real life, mm -hmm. the stronger our organization is. And I know that's counterintuitive to a lot of the way that founders think and CEOs mm -hmm. think, but um, I can't wait to come and visit Ed Lee's um, when, I, when I make it down. Um, it's gonna be an amazing trip for me. So anybody that's listening to this show, every single Wednesday and Friday on the social audio app Clubhouse, we meet because we wanna hear your story, we wanna hear about your restaurant. If you're in sales, if you're in marketing, if you're in operations, um, it's a place where we're building community. If you're a Toast customer, Toast has an incredible community that they're building. Um, we're gonna put links into the show notes, we're gonna put links for Edley's Barbecue. Where, where can people follow you on social? Uh, they can follow us on TikTok, on Instagram, Facebook. I mean, we're all handle? over all the socials. Uh, Edley's BBQ. Edley's BBQ. Yeah. And if you guys want to connect with me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. Uh, we are grateful to Toast for having us, hosting us, um, you know, investing in the customer advisory board so that we can actually, I mean, it's amazing to me to have so many different 
backgrounds of people here mm -hmm. that have different restaurant groups that are making suggestions that literally, since you and I have been on cab, we're actually watching these yeah. suggestions become new products. Yes, they really do listen to the feedback and yeah. act on it. Yeah. Uh, the one thing we do want to give a social shout out, and this week's social shout out goes to Catherine Kalik. Catherine is leading Toast. She's responsible for getting all of these incredible restaurant owners. She's responsible mm -hmm. for setting up this interview. Catherine, we appreciate you. Thank you. Um, and thank you guys for listening to the show. Sarah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having can't me wait on, to come, Can't wait to come and have some barbecue. Barbecue roars. That's roars. right. Cali barbecue versus... No, Tennessee we believe a, ris a rising tide <laughs> lifts all ships. We, uh, we celebrate all barbecue, no matter where in the world it is. I agree. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Restaurant Influencers. The best way that you can help us with the show is to subscribe and write a review. We love the opportunity to connect with you no matter where you are on the globe, no matter what restaurant you are running. Please send us a DM on social at Sean P. Walchef. If you are interested in toast, if you want to improve your digital hospitality, please send me a DM. I will get you in touch with a local toast representative. We appreciate you listening to this show. The best way that you can help the show is share it with a friend and we will catch you all next week or we will see you on one of the digital playgrounds that we call social media.